0: Frowntown. That's that's us.
1: It is us. Welcome to Frowntown. (laughs) Uh, I'm Javen Jones, full name, all the government. Oh shit. Oh shit. Javen
0: government name Jones. Uh that is
1: my middle name. My mom was uh for she forecasted this uh forty years ago. She was like, Your middle name's government name, so welcome, (laughs) Javen Government Jones. Yeah All the nurses were like, That's a cute name. (laughs) <laughs> it's
0: funny because like that—that's actually my middle name as well.
1: Uh, oh, there you the go. Government yeah. name
0: Chatty. It's—it's uh, an old family name. Comes all the way back in Comes Ireland. Comes from, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the old world.
1: Okay, I thought you were going to turn Sicilian on It's From the old world. It's—it's its it's, it's, like,
0: uh, <laughs> it's, a, its from the Druids. It's <laughs> ah,
1: nice, nice. Yeah, it, it had a lot more dots above the vowels though. <laughs> sure. Yeah, um, I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm. I, was it I,
1: was it Gaelic? Was it? I'm I'm very now. I, I well, I, no, I don't think the Druids that.
0: spoke Gaelic, but Gaelic is. I the, don't think they did. Gaelic is the Irish language, and all of their signs are in English and Gaelic. And even though you don't like meet a lot of people who speak it,
1: I I know one person who did and loved to speak it all the time yeah. and talk about you. And he would talk shit about you in Gaelic and then <laughs> look at you and be like, "Hey, want to know what I said?" It's like, no, no <laughs> one cares. <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't say it in English you, the first time. I don't care. Yeah, no, it's uh, people who speak Gaelic.
0: He just wants somebody to,
1: also to
0: talk to. He's trying to keep his language alive. It was uh, nearly uh, exterminated.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> there are children's shows in Gaelic, which is cute. They're they're
1: oh oh <laughs> yeah.
0: I saw one when I was in Dublin.
1: Um, that'd be, I guess that'd be okay. I mean, there's children's shows in Gaelic language. I don't know if they're trying shots.
0: to like repopularize gaelic and come back from the british doing their whole thing uh-huh. i just
1: i just came to the realization that uh because i i just remembered this guy's name and i i don't want to say it on air but i just came to the realization that it was it's like mad irish <laughs> um yeah yeah I, it's like i just thought of it i was like man wow yeah yeah he had a real irish name um, um-
0: I, I will say no, though I, I did get the I did want to tell you I got the pleasure of uh, oh. letting someone know that the queen had died a week after because nice, they're not nice. on social media so I was like wait you don't know
1: <laughs> wait th- th- but it was all it was on they don't watch so they don't watch any of the news no they, they ha- like they never they pretty they don't much look at hang, any news item of all at they all
0: hang out and like play music a lot and like have been. <laughs> Out of work for a little while, so I got to... It was
1: the top story on my Google News for, like, a week. Like, it would not drop.
0: You know, Jay, it's... There are still, like, lots of people out there who just don't, like, aren't... Read the news?
1: Yeah. On the
0: the internet like that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm not on the internet like that it's just that like when i'm sitting around bored i pull up google news and i read news right on the
0: internet
1: that's true i i guess I, and I no like one's getting uh, like
0: a paper anymore you know they're not sending a paper to not your house. true
1: i okay so i okay, was at a people boat party still
0: get the pay some people no, no, no. get the paper I was leaving but you a have boat to party. pay a lot of money for that paper
1: i was leaving a boat party in portage bay and
0: oh
1: uh, okay was, okay yeah yeah i'm special i was leaving the so fancy. Party, uh, that i got a secondhand invite to so i'm not that special but uh as we're leaving there's like a car that's like creeping up behind us and it's like a group of us walking out like four of us and there's a car creeping up behind us and i'm like yo what is up with this car and it's going real slow and there's like like we're and we're like admittedly, we've been smoking. So, like, I'm, like, high. Everyone else is, like, high. And then the person uh, who's with us is not high, but it's just, like, what is going on? And then finally... we, we they get up on us and I'm like all right, I'm like ready to run for it I'm really like yo I think we're gonna have to take a run for it and then we know, realize that they're just they're they're literally uh, just dropping off papers because they're delivering papers for people Yeah, uh, and they're just driving up and down the street putting papers in people's mailboxes and I'm like oh okay it was funny but it didn't then I, I had the same thought to you I was like wait people still get papers delivered to and I yeah. was like how much is that it is very expensive it's very expensive um, it's which is why expensive. me being in Portage Bay was an important part of that story I'm gonna I'm changing trying to I'm changing,
0: I'm changing <laughs> a, your middle name to it's Javon Jay from Portage Bay Bo- Boat Party Jones.
1: <laughs> no, I'm Jay from Portage Bay. Javon uh,
0: Portage Bay Boat Party Jones. How dare you! <laughs> so.
1: Here is something that, if you were on a boat party, you may have been concerned about uh, recently. Uh, hurricane Fiona hurricanes? has been—it's sw- a hurricane. Oh. Hurricane Fiona has been sweeping through uh, the East Coast, basically. Just, yeah. Uh, It's—I think it hit Canada. Our Canada was ready for it to happen. I'm not sure. I, I haven't read the news today, so I don't know if it hit Canada for real, for real. But uh, one place that it did hit, again, well, not again. But first of all, also as a side note, I hate that this hurricane is named Fiona. Can we just like?
0: Why like? it's Fiona Apple is a fucking force. I think it's okay. okay.
1: I get that, but like, I don't like having to hear like like a force of like for good, great. But like, I don't think I don't want to hear Fiona Apple like destroyed. Yeah, but Fiona's not a name. Yeah, but like, can you imagine?
0: Like this. This is like. If you've li- like, can you imagine what Fiona Apple would be like if you like broke up with her or like treated her poorly?
1: I mean, I feel like everybody is sort of like that. But th- what she I'm saying is, she
0: would be a storm. Anyway,
1: I love her. like when I t- when I t- when I look at headlines of things getting destroyed, it just feels weird. It's like Fiona destroys it. And It's like I don't like the name Fiona. I guess maybe the name Fiona doesn't feel like a destructive name for me. Yeah, and I just so I like
0: I I read somewhere like Hurricane
1: Abner. Hurricane. Well, they have to switch back and
0: forth between boys and girls because hurricanes are uh, boys and girls. And fun fact it actually does affect the name of the hurricane. Like they used to say in Florida, like a lot of times people wouldn't leave when it was like a female named hurricane because they weren't as scared of it or whatever.
1: Right. <laughs> like, I think that's kind of what I'm saying. They were like, like Fiona doesn't t-
0: towards hurricanes, so they didn't get out of the
1: way. But what I'm saying is, it, that's kind of what I'm saying. In a, in a very roundabout way, I'm saying like, yo, can we pick some names that strike fear in my heart? Well, and there, there are those are the names, names at the of end either. of the
0: season. That's once they get to the Greek alphabet and they start calling but- them Hurricane Alpha. Like... <laughs> Hurricane Omega, I mean,
1: Hurricane Perseon. It's like it's just,
0: fucked up when it gets that late in the season.
1: But like, and I'm just, I just, why not start with those? Like, just give me some hurricane names that like are just name. Like, let's just sit down as a as a society and just like come up with the most horrifying names we can, and those are hurricane names. Like. I don't. I was gonna say hurricane body count, but that's that's too much. It's too far. I
0: think they just. <laughs> I literally. I think they just have like the the weather people, hurricane people. They have a baby name book, and they I, just... I know, but like
1: Fiona doesn't like like. I'm more afraid of a Felicity than I am a Fiona. If we have to have an F name, Felicity scares me more than Fiona. Okay. Her, like not uh, or not Felicia. Um, I've a known Felicia some, scares me more than both. I've known some pretty intense Felicias. But then I started, but then I started, like then there's like this weird thing where I'm, I'm the hurricane. The, hurricane Felicia is black to me. I don't I mean, it's just a black. Oh,
0: I've known some white Felicias.
1: I I don't oh, recognize white Felicias. <laughs> you don't recognize no, I, white Felicias. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm sorry, white no, Felicias. She just not
0: recognize your identity you don't, you don't as a Felicia. No kidding.
1: But no, I just I don't. I, I just I feel like but there I I'm more afraid of a Felicia than of Fiona. I'm more afraid of Felicity. Uh I I don't know why there's so many f- uh, FE but like Sure. I, I just feel like uh, It's because it
0: be F because be- FE is like Felicity, Felicia, Felony. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like, what if we named them, like, what if we did, Uh, God, I said I was going to, okay, we're not going to sidetrack. Let's talk, let's go back. Okay. We're talking this about was a sidetrack, hurricanes, because hurricanes are bad. Because hurricanes hit Puerto Rico. And, That's, yes. uh,
0: it lo- I mean, it hit uh, the entire Caribbean, like, my partner was telling me that the, like, the DR is super flooded right now, and yeah. they've been frustrated because they feel like there's not a lot of... Um, there's not a lot of people sort of give a shit about what's happening yeah. down there right now. And it's like, it's really fucking bad. Um, the hurricanes are getting worse. Uh,
1: yep. Our fault as well.
0: Which is also our fault, like, because yeah. of the amount of like, uh, just fucking pollution, that pollution, that we pollution and, and shit. And
1: then we do this, this super cute thing where we, we pump out a lot of pollution and we do a lot of damage to the environment, but then we donate money to foundations that promise to fix it and then we're like we're carbon neutral. Yeah, and then those foundations
0: (laughs) take that money and then they pay the salaries of all their board members.
1: I was going to say then they build a rocket and they all leave with rich (laughs) people and that's the plot to like a movie somewhere. So, I think the, the thing to, that I wanted to focus on because like DR, the DR is in a unique situation, obviously, but like Puerto Rico, I feel like is also in a unique situation. Yeah. And because the DR actually has, is in the state that it's in because of years of colonialism, just like Puerto Rico. Right. But like they got out.
0: Right. <laughs> like right. They're their Puerto own. Puerto Rico kind of didn't. They're their own. They're, they're not like, Puerto Rico is supposed to be like our responsibility. Like we should Well like like well okay. It? Not supposed to be okay. Let me re no, 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 let I, me no, no. let me rephrase I have this conversation. Let me rephrase. What I mean is if we're gonna call something our territory uh-huh. and we're gonna say we own this piece of land, then yeah. like, I don't know, I just feel like you should give them like you they should get the of fema out there too like
1: okay okay no let's oh let's have this conversation all right uh a couple things after my
0: house got ruined by a hurricane a nice man with a notepad came by and was like fema yeah
1: so (laughs) i want to make sure we so we we don't have the time to have a real discussion about fema but let's just say that fema is uh great but not well, no, FEMA's good, but not great. Sure. Uh, not even good. FEMA is, it's, it's great that FEMA exists, but uh, the idea of FEMA is way better than the actual execution of FEMA. Oh, absolutely. Even inside like the United States. Absolutely. There are multiple people uh, that can attest to the fact that the promise of FEMA doesn't always meet up to the reality. There's a whole John Oliver show about how terrible it is. We don't have to dive into that. Sure. But let's talk about, so one thing that I first thought of is like, so Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States and there's a difference between a territory and a state. But I think what we have to remember is where that difference first originated. Uh, The United States, as you remember, were like 13 colonies that were just like, yo, we don't like England. And they just came here and made these colonies on other people's land. And they were like, yo, we're not not like England, but we're going to do a lot of the same stuff that England does (laughs) and treat people a lot of the same ways that England does. But, you know, we're not England. We just have worse accents. So, like, (laughs) as the colonies had more and more people grow uh, come and they grew and they became more and more independent they began kind of like expanding because there's, you know, you can only shove so many people into so much space. And uh because we don't respect uh, other people and we didn't respect any of the natives in this country, we just expanded over just yep. to wherever we could go. And so a lot of times what would happen is that uh once there was a central government and there were States, they broke up themselves up. The colonies broke up into States uh, because it, it, it made sense for them to have like, kind of like uh, you know, uniform a- economies, especially after like uh, a certain point, we got real strong on States after we had that whole civil war. Um, and so we got, uh, uh, there's like these kind of centralized economies. And after a certain point, if they were a territory, it would mean that like, okay, so now this is part of the United States. Right. Uh, but there's not enough people here for it to be a state because we can't collect enough taxes to be able to give them the protection that they need as a state. Right. Ah. And to prevent the, bar- the, the onerous burden of we have to uh, do everything we do for a state for this territory, because of how wide and how vast it is and how few people are in it, what they typically would do is just let it fill up with people And then after a certain point, people in that territory could take a chunk of it and apply for statehood. That's what happened with Louisiana and Missouri and like the Louisiana Purchase, when you see it, big ass chunk of land. It's a lot. But it's like, it's like 11 states. Right, (laughs) right. It's like 11 or 12 states. But when we first got it, it was just that whole thing was a territory. And over time, as more and more people filled out and got into place, it became like, oh, well, we want a statehood. And and, And that's in that sense, this process makes sense. Because it's like, yo, it's, it was, we were taking land from people and killing off people on the land. Right. And that takes time. It takes a lot of time. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to whitewash this history because that's what was happening. It, we yeah. were straight up and down murdering people. And it takes time to murder everyone on the land and then like, establish like a homestead and then continue murdering all the people that they knew. It just takes time. Well, and that's, so, like, over that's, what,
0: you have way more, you know, like, I mean, it was it was it was it was murdering people, and it was also like phys- like moving people. Um,
1: yep. Oh, and I guess I can't miss that there were also like multiple interests that were staked out in the United States, or in I guess the area that we think of as the United States that is now. So, like Spain, England, uh, Portugal for a bit, France. All of those interests were here and still yeah. also competing. And not only were they killing off natives, or I guess. I, I feel like France was the only person who was like, who tried to be like, yo, let's be cool. But it was only, it was like underhanded. So, I mean, I mean I <laughs> it's, you, see, you see what they did to it, Haiti. It wasn't going to be good. Yeah, yeah. But so, like, I mean, like, in all those cases, though, like, it, because all those competing interests were happening, there were also wars. And so, like, uh, there was a war between the United States and Spain. And the, you know, American-Spanish War is how uh, the United States actually ended up with Puerto Rico. It was one of the territories that got ceded during that war. Uh, the there was a American Mexican War uh, where that's how America ended up with pretty much most of the West Coast. Yeah, um, it, it, that's what came out of that. It was and so the, all of this expansion uh, again made sense. In that context where, well, not expansion, sorry. all The way we think of territories made sense in the context of colonialism and expansion. So as expansion was happening, it made sense to be like, all right, we don't have enough people. We haven't killed everyone who has claims to this land yet. So once you kill everybody off, you get it full of white people. Come on back, you get statehood. And that was what was happening. So Puerto Rico kind of fell in this place where it just never, it had a people. It, it didn't, it, it, it's been, reg- it's been, at the point where it should be for like statehood. So the idea is you got to have people enough to like be uh, have people have a government and uh, I th- there's a specific thing you have to have to get statehood. Give me one second because I I want to make sure I say this <laughs> to get statehood. Um, you just have to have enough people like to const- to be able to pay you know, have taxes. Sure. Um, have a working government uh, and then be a territory.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's and then there's like well,
1: the, the last thing is unique legislation. Yeah, that's the last part. There's
0: also just like I mean, we have like weird little thing like not for nothing, but like D.C. Their literal motto on their license plates is "taxation without representation." So we have all these weird little like Bermuda triangles of um
1: yeah, like, yeah, we do. <laughs> Like, well, it's, and it's, it's, it's a similar situation with DC because when the nation was being founded, the idea of, of having, because again, the states had way more power and, it was a confederation, not so much a United States. Yeah. So our union. And so the idea of like having a state with a capital for the entire felt like, oh, this is going to turn into like, they're the capital state, just like in fucking Hunger Games.
0: Right, right, it's, right. It's,
1: they, the fucking founders of the United States were like, we don't want a Hunger Games situation. And so- I
0: don't know, Jay. I'm starting to feel like we live in the Hunger Games. Uh I feel- For all
1: our efforts, we still did Look it. at we, my we hair.
0: <laughs> we're in the hunger Games.
1: i mean to be fair uh, uh that's a gross joke i'm not gonna make it um, <laughs> here's, what, here's what i'm gonna say uh primarily uh about like most of this, this these types of 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 like like thought processes like this is kind of why i feel like i feel like we need to update our our shit like our constitution like regularly and like at one point it felt like we kind of were where we were kind of like slapping, like slapping amendments in, and yeah. kind of like, but like, like even something as small as like, you know, our constitution not really recognizing women as citizens, like <laughs> little things like that in, in its language, like little small things like that, I feel like we should have been updating and kind of, and kind of like bringing it up to modern times instead of holding to this idea that the way it was set up was fine. 'Cause it's 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 not. It's this not is just great. another case. We had well, to... it's just another case where it made sense in the eighteenth century, but obviously it doesn't make sense now. Like most things that were made in the eighteenth yeah. century.
0: And I mean not for nothing, but like our current constitution still like allows for slave labor. So like there's that. Like it's not great now. It's <laughs> it's it's not great even with the amendments that were added to it. Like we made it better. Like right. now you can only we, enslave people if they've like shoplifted or something like right or or this, if they've uh, if they're in detention at school. I don't know. They made us lay bricks in detention when I was a kid.
1: Like the weird part about all of this stuff about statehood. And to me, at least the weird part is, is that like, like every time I look through like as I'm going through all of this, there's like all of this. So there are so many opinions about Puerto Rico statehood in general. Yeah. So I need to make sure I say that. Uh, And I think it's something that, like, it's not clear cut. Uh, I think it's muddied by a lot of different things. Uh, It's so just so we can add some dates to this. So the Spanish-American War that made Puerto Rico a territory uh, happened in 1898. Um, So America has had Puerto Rico... And various, has has had governance over Puerto Rico since 1898. Damn. It's a long time. It's a time. long time. And Puerto Ricans got U.S. citizenship in 1917. It wasn't until 1948 that they were able to elect their own government. And in 1952, they have been what is known as a semi-independent commonwealth. But Congress, in which Puerto Ricans do not have a vote, Right. Still has significant control over all of its like political affairs. Like everything that they do, Congress still has a say in, and Congress can make laws that govern how Puerto Rico's economy moves, how Re- how Puerto Rico's uh, diplomacy. All of that's governed by but the United Congress. But they don't States have a vote Congress. at all. They have a representative. So that's it's not fair to say that they... Because saying they don't have a vote makes it sound like they don't have a... Uh, so they sound like they don't have a voice. And they there's a Puerto Rican representative, sort of. It's like a...
0: Is it like DC's rep for? where she's just like... Hey, I right. this would be Present. cool if you did this. I can't can vote sponsor for it, bills, this would be cool yeah, if you did it. Yeah, can sponsor bills
1: can be like, "Hey guys, I I think it'd be great if we did stuff that was cool for Puerto Rico." Hey, but doesn't have an actual vote and so that it, like it's it's like it, it's it's supposed to give them an opportunity to sway votes. And again, in an ideal world, it would, but it it, it just it's not an ideal <laughs> just, world. Just
0: just wandering around the, the just the halls just with a puerto rican flag like hello i'm here too
1: i just imagine like a banner and oh a sash like, like a sash and like uh plates of like just some food any food it's been like hey I, it's a little sample finger food like and all the finger food has like little tiny messages about puerto rico like don't forget <laughs> to fund us. It's, it's, <laughs> Like, truly lobbying <laughs> in the lobbies of offices. Like, I brought sausages because all we can afford... It, it would be... It's, it,
0: it's like It'd be like... It, it's like me in college when I used to go down to this Massachusetts state house and give them tiny little cast iron anvils so that they would let us continue to set fire to things in the courtyard. There you go. Except it's instead timeless. of setting fire to things, it's, uh you know, just trying to get them to acknowledge that you exist... And let you participate in your own apparent uh, democracy.
1: Apparently, out of curiosity, because I'm wondering if I can set this up with what you just said. Yeah. When you say tiny cast iron skillets, how how many inches? Like one inch skillets?
0: Oh well, they were they were not skillets. They were anvils, actually. I don't, I, anvils. I, I may okay, have cast skillet, iron anvils. But they okay, were like anvils. this. They were like an inch or so two. About an inch. Yeah.
1: Okay. Ooh, so this does set up the thing I was going to say. Okay, good. So then the thing I was going to say is, uh right now I'm handing you this little this little anvil. Next time we're going to throw it. And it's like, <laughs> next time we throw them. And then I feel like that's the message. It's like, I can hand you an anvil or we can all throw them. And then it's like, yo, what do y'all need? Like, uh, how much fire do you need? What do we got to do? <laughs> um, so uh here's where I feel weird about this whole conversation.
0: Sure. Is it because we are not Puerto Rican?
1: There you go. You noticed. Yeah. Uh, I am not Puerto Rican. I did
0: just, I just did just notice
1: that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It took 24 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wait a minute. Hold on a minute. (laughs) I don't know Spanish. I'm not Puerto Rican. No. So I I feel weird about this because, uh, so even if you talk to Puerto Ricans and like uh, document it, not document it like, oh God, I didn't. Puerto Ricans who have had their words documented about how they feel, their opinions documented. That's what I mean. I'm sorry. Puerto Ricans who have had their opinions documented uh, about, like how they feel about statehood, have like laid out all these different like like a lot of different ways that Puerto Rico could somehow like find a future for it. In sure. fact, in Puerto Rico, there are multiple political parties, and the future of Puerto Rico and its final status is how the political parties like define Wait, themselves. Wait,
0: Jay, are you telling me that like an entire group of people has different opinions within it? That's wild.
1: It's it's not a monolith. It's a diaspora that's um, that's and like, wild.
0: Well, and that that's also true. Uh, I feel like there's a, you know, you've got like Puerto Ricans in Florida and you've got like a bunch of Puerto Ricans in New York and like mm-hmm. so and like they've been there for like a long time but they're still like connected to their culture and to the island. So it's like it's it's contentious. <laughs> it could be It's con- not
1: just that too. It's it's that line is as it turns out uh more conservatives with the exception of Republicans, we'll get to that. More conserve the more conservative view is statehood. Interesting. That's the conservative view because when you think about it, it's it's uh, the progression of the 18th century. Yeah. So it's right. you have uh, enough people to to build for taxes and build an economy. You have an established government and you have an established economy, uh, and so you're ready and you you are a territory. So. You get legislation, you become a statehood. That is that is the conservative view. One of the parties in Puerto Rico, the one that right now uh, is in power, uh, favors statehood. It's called the New Progressive Party, and I know it's called the New Progressive Party.
0: Uh, it's like No Child Left Behind. I thought you said, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I thought you said, but it's it's a more conservative We're gonna stance. We're going viable... to
0: progress to... Uh, to be
1: just for fun because as it's the new progressive party, but it's it's in Spanish, it's the PNP because it's the Progreso Progreso Nuevo, and I forgot what party it is, I think it's Partido, but it's 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 progressive. it's it's yeah, so it's in Spanish, so it's PNP. So if you hear me say PNP, that's what I'm talking about, okay? Uh, because it blow. In English, because you heard how I struggled saying that in Spanish. (laughs) It's New Progressive Party. Uh, The rival, the popular Democratic Party, or PPD, actually wants a- (laughs)
0: I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to get-
1: You down with PPD? Uh, They want- (laughs)
0: I am twelve, apparently.
1: PPD, yeah, PPD. Uh, they want a Commonwealth with enhanced self-governance. Okay. There's a smaller party called the Independence Party, which, as you can imagine, want complete well, independence know, from the United Massachusetts States. Massachusetts
0: is a Commonwealth.
1: Mm, but in the terms of the United States,
0: okay, so they want a, a commonwealth, commonwealth is not. A- their own county they want
1: world. an enhanced, and that's why they say in a commonwealth with enhanced self-governance. Got so it. let's talk about that though. I'm glad you brought that up because uh when we think about a commonwealth like virginia's a commonwealth, right. Massachusetts a commonwealth, yeah. and when we think about a commonwealth it's just your state, it's just y'all are fancy. It's just like <laughs> it's uh, different. No, it's just like when you're in Louisiana and they're like no, we don't have counties, they're parishes. All right, bro. <laughs> They're counties. All right. Stop being extra. Like, you're, they're counties. All right. Oh, you got parishes. All right. You're in New York. It's like, oh, it's boroughs. They're neighborhoods. All right. (laughs) Shut up. They're neighborhoods. They're, they're, they're neighborhoods. No, there's neighborhoods within the
0: boroughs. New York is huge. (laughs) It's it's
1: huge. So, what I would say then is that, uh, this is just like clearly that we're, we're, we're mincing, but there are specific, like, there are specific routes that are in front of Puerto Rico, right? And let's just talk about what they are. So the first one is just straight up and down. Fuck you, U.S. We're independent, DR style, baby. We're, what? What? Yeah. And we just full independent. I don't know. I said we. I became Puerto Rican in the moment. They <laughs> were like, "We're." They just complete. I just the, the the idea of going independent from the United States. I was like, I want to jump don't, on board that boat. You're gonna
0: get canceled <laughs> for Puerto Rican face, Jay.
1: I want to I want to jump on board that boat. Uh, but like, so Puerto Ricans leave and they just say, "Fuck the United States. We're good." And that's how that's that's the first option. The other option is that they stay apart of the united states but they are a commonwealth with enhanced governance right uh they have more control over their economy they have more control than a normal uh state would over uh, and say over uh their own independence and over their own diplomacy and so it would have to be something that they worked out between the united states and uh themselves uh there's also statehood which would be just like yo they're a state they get all the state rights blah 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 It's another one that I feel like we should talk about that uh, I wanna make sure I say that is they become a freely associated nation with the United States. And I did a lot of research into this. First of all, there are three freely associated nations. I'm only going to name two here, uh, primarily. Oh, there's three. Sorry, here's here's the third. It's the Federated States of Micronesia, the Republic of the Marshall Islands, and the Republic of Palau. Um, and each one of these, to become one of these, essentially the United States and that nation uh, sits down, they start off as a territory, and they work out a compact of free association, which is just a series of treaties about how they're going to move forward. And in the case of Micronesia and the Republic of the Marshall Islands, it describes how. Financial assistance that was committed by the United States to each one of these. And uh it was from 1986 to 2003. What was that financial assistance? I, I love to get into it, but we actually kind of don't have time. Also, like it- it's in law. You can legit look it up. It's public law 108 188. It's a law, straight from the law. And it followed with permanent financial assistance through 2023. So you ask yourselves, why are we giving permanent assistance to Micronesia and to the Marshall Islands? uh Well, great question. You- you got to have to do that on your own. I don't have time to do it. We can't do it today because today's focus is Por- Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Maybe come back to this later. This is all stuff I found out as I was looking at Puerto Rico. I was like, this seems yeah, like no, a Yeah, no, there's so option.
0: many rabbit it's, holes on this uh on this journey. Oh, so many. <laughs>
1: there's so many. And and it, so those are it's the like a that are whole in front of Puerto Rico.
0: Burrow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh no not <laughs> true uh on that note we are gonna go to break when we come back i want to talk about the biggest well probably the biggest impacting of uh, factor in puerto rico's future uh let's talk about puerto rico's debt yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
1: all right when we come back debt dun, dun, dun. all right yeah I'm not, i don't have to do that i'm gonna <laughs> cut that out <laughs> we'll be back Welcome back to Frown Town. Uh, I feel like I'm in the middle of like a father son moment. It's just you and Rocco hanging out.
0: <laughs> his his he's let both of his front legs hang limp, uh, so <laughs> uh, I think he's comfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just dangling front legs. He's just chilling. <laughs> um, before we went to break, V, we did this thing where we talked about Puerto Rico. Yes. And i think we did this overarching thing we were like colonialism but we focused primarily on puerto rico uh because they're in a relatively unique place that um we put there put right. them there uh if, so the united states uh if you don't i guess if you didn't listen to the first i don't know why i recap these i assume like maybe you. okay here's what i'm thinking like you started listening to the first half and you're like oh this is great and then we got you got to the ad like oh man i can't wait so you get to that second half, and then you're like, ooh, uh, I got to go take out the trash. And you went to go take out the trash, and then you found a dead body in the trash. Like, oh, shit, this is a dead body. And then you did the smart thing. You didn't call the cops. You pulled the dead body out. You gave it a proper burial because, you know, you respect human beings. And while you're burying the dead body, someone calls the cops, and then you get put in jail for what I assume is, mm-hmm. like, at least 20 years, and now you're getting out of jail. Someone hands you uh, a Samsung Galaxy 50,000 because, like, at this point, we should be, like, you know, 20 years, like we should be at like the 50th hundreds. right? Uh, 5,100. You get a Samsung 5,100 and you realize, oh man, I never finished that one podcast. And now I'm just recapping what happened for you. That's what I assume happens. <laughs> so before we went to break, uh, we talked about the fact that uh, a lot of the reason that Puerto Rico uh, was in the, the, place that it was in is because when we think of territories that kind of territory to statehood track was established in the 18th century but now we're not there anymore and it's a little bit more difficult now especially now to get statehood because uh well you have to get uh, a legislation passed by congress to do it and i don't know if you've noticed congress lately um
0: lately i mean always but especially lately yeah (laughs) especially lately
1: they're not passing shit uh, um. So I mean, Hawaii might have been the 50th state and the final state. Who knows? Uh. But so we also kind of outlined uh, all the different ways that Puerto Rico could move forward and. Just to recap really quickly, it could be uh, they stay a territory and everything sucks forever perpetually. They go into statehood and things suck a little bit less. They become a enhanced commonwealth with specific governance that they have that's a little bit better. They become uh, a freely associated nation with the United States. They enter into a compact of free association, which has been done three times before. Or uh, they just say, fuck you, United States. And they go full independent, uh, middle figures to the sky, fireworks shooting up. Mm-hmm. J-Lo uh, leaves the United States and becomes <laughs> president of Puerto Rico. (laughs)
0: Queen of Puerto Rico.
1: Empress of Puerto Rico. Um, But in in those cases, those are kind of what's ahead of them. And here's what's wild. So we talked about this. If you ask Puerto Ricans, because just in case you missed the moment of clarity we had previously, we are not. If you ask Puerto Ricans, uh, hey, what do you want? you get some of all those answers yeah and sometimes it's a mix sometimes they don't know some people uh it, it. sometimes they want one thing but if you explain to them what that thing is they're like okay i don't want that thing and there's been multiple like uh i don't want to say votes uh, you said this pre-show and i think it's the best word to use there have been multiple surveys like government sponsored sure. surveys where they were like hey people tell us what you want and some of them have been like uh Well, none of them have been done without some level of scrutiny where someone was like, this is fucked up the way you did this. But the last one that happened uh, was in, I want to say, 2020. They don't have any type of, uh, you know, it's not a referendum. It's not attached to any type of legislation where now after the vote has been taken, there must be action done with it. The other thing that is going to be problematic is no matter what route Puerto Rico goes with, uh, there's one real big problem. Uh, P- Puerto Rico's in debt, like a lot in debt. Uh, and if you remember, there was actually a Puerto Rican debt crisis um, that started right around 2015, where Puerto Rico was like, we cannot pay our debts. <laughs> we have too much. We cannot pay it. Uh, and over time, they went into bankruptcy. They worked their way to paying some of the debts down. But for the most part, Puerto Rico is still very much in debt. Um, and I want to take a moment to pause here because um, like our attitude towards like debt and debt management is very judgmental. I feel right. Yeah. Like I feel like like when someone tells you that they declared bankruptcy or they were in debt, we always feel like it's it's like that person was like greedy or overextended themselves or you know like like they did something they just they, they just were spending all their money on all the luxurious things in life right. and just getting all the fine finest foods and they're like uh my shoes are made of the best leather <laughs> we assume that that's what happened and i, I don't know why we have this a- attitude towards people because sometimes people because uh you know
0: people hate poor people and like a lot of times poor people have to declare bankruptcy because they had to borrow money to just like live (laughs) oh my goodness there's so much pollen
1: oh your goodness there is a lot of pollen which is but like and so I I agree with you I think what happens is like we we take this attitude because you know we I think I don't think we hate poor people I think we hate the attitude I think we hate the idea of being poor because we know that we're all like we've either been there and are trying to avoid going back or we're all afraid of ending up there and for this weird subset of people who are just like mad rich, who just have never known poverty, I think it's one of those things where it's not even a reality. Yeah. Where you don't think of it being a thing that could ever come for you. Like, and I, and I think that kind of combination of per, of attitudes towards poverty and, and towards the idea of being poor leads us to uh, this concept of when someone is in debt, we assume that is all their problem, especially right. like in the case of a government. Like if a government goes in debt, it's like, yo, what did that government do? Why are mm-hmm. they- you know what I'm saying? Like, why are they so terrible at being government, right? Exactly. And I think I think when we talk about Puerto Rico, that's how it typically gets. Like, when I hear about a government in debt, I think like, was the government corrupt? Like, what? You know, that's what I think. And I, I'm willing to admit that. Like, but I, just I mean,
0: where w- the U S. is in debt, we're like, <laughs> we're, in so debt. we're in so much debt. We're so much debt. And
1: I th- I think here's what I think we need to think about when it comes to debt and. Uh, sovereign power or debt and just power in general so like a lot of cities take on debt Yeah, a lot of states take on debt a lot of nations take on debt it's just a common part of how they function Uh, because uh, as it turns out unless you're a giant nation like the United States and even the United States takes on debt because they're Expenditures are always ours. You know, I don't know why. Like, I just just, just just great. Like, detach myself from the U.S. because there, oh, no uh, the United I States mean, takes on a lot of debt. If
0: anyone has a right to, I feel like it be you. You know, I, I I I get the and I, I appreciate that. I, I get
1: the sentiment, but it's. I mean, I'm here too. So, <laughs> the United States, we take on debt uh, because, quite frankly, the amount of money that we take in in revenue, that it is high, is not as high as the amount of expenditures we make. So we right. take on debt, and because the United States is like, like I think we said this in a previous episode the united states uh in the world scene are the lannisters they always pay their debt <laughs> and that's why they always have the freshest armies they always have like the they, i mean they always you know the hottest clothes we're, we're always like, we're, we're, we're popping because we're the lannisters um <laughs> and there's a lot of incest in the united states um so like,
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um no uh but like long story short because uh every nation takes on debt it's something that we have to kind of look at with a, an objective eye, because you can't look at a nation that takes on debt uh, and be like, "Well, this nation must be bungling its debt," as opposed to one who who is not, without looking at like what causes that debt to accrue. Right. So, for example, uh, there was something that that we talked about pre-show. Uh, there was an act. I think it was Act Twenty Two that you brought up. Yeah. You want you want to talk talk about that act real quick, and and then let's talk about what that does.
0: Okay. So let me open my. <laughs>
1: Oh, sorry. I should <laughs> give you a warning. <laughs> I, uh- while you do that, let me let me set the stage. So yeah. let's say, here's the thing that we need to remember. So you're doing that, I'll say this. Here's what we need to remember. We said this actually before break. Uh, the way that Puerto Rico is currently set up, the United States Congress has a large amount of control over its affairs. Um, and over time, we talked about actually before break as well, Congress has enacted specific measures to try to, I don't want to say force Puerto Rico, but to, right. to try to manage Puerto Rico's e- economy. So when we I, look at the oh, yes, way sir. that the... I, I'm gonna finish the thought and then it's yours. When we look at the way that the Puerto Rican economy has failed, what we have to remember is that, uh, again, while Puerto Rico does have some self-governance over itself, a large part of its economic interest and a large part of its uh, economic policy is set by a Congress where it does not have a vote. And then you were going to say.
0: Uh, yeah. So Act 22, that it uh, was passed in 2012. So it's the Individual mm-hmm. Investors Act. And basically they were trying because like they have hurricanes a lot and they've lost a lot of population because people had to leave because they, you know, their house got messed up. And so they wanted to bring new residents to puerto rico and the way that they were doing that was providing a total exemption from puerto rican income tax uh so like any passive income that you have like you don't have to pay tax like you just don't have to pay taxes like and so a ton um a ton of like wealthy investors and people and like fucking youtube people and influencers (laughs) all like bought uh i mean it's a similar thing to what has happened in places you know in like mexico where people are like the rent is going up because no one can afford it because all these investors are coming in and buying up all the stuff and um but yeah it's also a thing of like when you're a new resident you have a hundred percent tax exemption like yeah
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot, so much,
0: and and you have uh you have a capital gains exemption as well.
1: So and not just and so that displaces people, but also like what ends up happening is that so like if I go there and I live there, I, chances are I'm not I'm buying things there sometimes, but I'm probably just kind of like vacationing there, right? Spending a little bit of time there. Uh, I'm not really investing in the community, and I'm exempt from any taxes that would be going back there from. No, I mean during buying- this
0: latest hurricane, a lot of the you know, well-to-do, like, um, you know, people from the mainland they are leaving porter they get gen- they were getting they had generators and then they were like okay bye like they're not yeah. sticking around to deal with the community or like help out during the hurricane or like contribute literally anything
1: exactly and it, so this reminds me sort of of there's another act that uh, I mentioned earlier called the Jones Act I'm not going to go into a lot about the Jones Act but here's all you need to know about it the Jones Act is an act that governs the United States ports And, and here's the important part, uh, the transportation of water, the water transportation of cargo between U.S. ports to ships that are U.S. owned, U.S. crewed, U.S. registered, and U.S. built. And Long story short, essentially it increases prices everywhere because there's a lot more restriction, there's a lot more congestion, and there's a lot there's fewer uh actual ships carrying goods going in and out of US owned and uh ships and US ports. Uh so just to US and this is any ship that is US owned, US registered, US crewed, and US built. Right. So, and that covers so much. So if you're Puerto Rico, for example, all these additional restrictions are also kind of choking you because you have to follow all these restrictions as a U.S. port. Um, and so it, it increases prices across the entire, uh, across the entire uh, nation but it also like keeps you from having a truly strengthy strengthened and healthy economy because this entire act the idea is that it's supposed to strengthen the US uh maritime interests during war but it really kind of damages who Puerto Rico can do uh can do business with and limits right. who they can do business with and there's like a ton of these acts that like Kind of the reason Puerto Rico is in debt is because they didn't have any other options. They had to take on a lot of debt just in general, coupled with the fact that uh, the United States typically doesn't fulfill its obligation to it as a territory. Like the last time there was a hurricane, I think the best thing that Puerto Rico got, like I think the United States gave Puerto Rico, what was it like? I thought it was like $35 Was what they got? Yeah. I can't remember. It was it was some number that was far short of what they needed. Right, and, and the, you know it was the the best symbolism of what Puerto Rico has gotten for support was when Trump went to Puerto Rico and was tossing out like paper towels. <laughs> during, yeah. during a, a, a fucking hurricane, during yeah. a flooding hurricane. The
0: yeah, just sop it up.
1: Which would have been Bounty Gate if uh, it had been any other president because it was him. It was like, well, at least he's doing something. Yeah, it's it, like, it, it's, <laughs> the bar was so goddamn low for him. Um, So here's what I want to talk about uh, just to cover the rest of this to make sure we get there. So we know Puerto Rico's in debt and we know Puerto Rico's in debt for reasons, right? It's not like... It's not like Puerto Rico is in debt because of of, of just mismanagement. Because no, if it was, well they, we have they're not they can't
0: collect collect any income tax from like or any like passive income or capital gains taxes from like their wealthiest and newest residents. Like yeah. there's a ton of people literally coming in there and Just not contributing in any way. And those laws, like Act 22, like that wasn't... I don't think people in Puerto Rico were like, I don't know.
1: Well, here's the thing. The effect is not just that. So people losing homes, that's a big deal. Yeah. something else you should know. So... The sales tax in Puerto Rico is eleven and a half percent. Yeah, it's the highest in any United State or United State or territory. So there's no other state or territory with a in the U.S. that has a sales tax that high. It's eleven and a half percent. Damn. And <clears throat> here's what it does. It's uh, it's it's high because the Puerto Rico needs it to be that high. They need a certain amount of revenue to come in to be able to sell bonds because they to be able to take they basically their constitution says they can't take on X amount of debt above what they make. And so they have to have a high sales tax. Right. So for a normal Puerto Rican who's living there, you're paying 11.5% sales tax. That is such a high sales tax. That's higher than
0: New York. Oh, my God.
1: It's real high. And the electrical authority on the island, the airports, and the toll roads have all been privatized. privatized. So it's all ran by private companies. So there's no one regulating or controlling that outside of... Because normally, like, toll roads, especially, ran by the government. Airports ran by the government. Government can't do it anymore. And the telephone company has been broken up. Which means that now uh, the only reason, like all of their services are ran by private companies and their only reason for a private company uh, to treat you well is is because you give them money. Right. So (laughs) think about like, like theoretically, if a government's running your electric, uh, your power, the government's goal is to give every citizen power, no matter what it costs, they're okay with losing money. Right. When it becomes private, that's not the goal anymore. The goal is to make profit. So if you can't pay us, if it's doesn't if it's not profitable for us, uh, we're not gonna bring electricity anywhere so that that is not profitable for us. Yeah. And I think what ends up happening in these cases is that if you're a an average Puerto Rican. That means your all of your bills have gone up. Yep. All of your food is expensive, and there's a high ass tax.
0: Yep. And, and it's all be oh, rent. Ahead. You can't find a place to live. Like
1: it's hard to find
0: a pl- decent place to live for like that you can afford. Yeah. Um. And
1: of course, like every other problem like this, women and queer people are hit the hardest. Yes. Minorities take the worst brunt of this. Uh. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue.
0: Oh no! I was just saying like every like yeah you're right everything is more expensive and um if you're especially if you're already dealing with like various marginalizations and then all this happens and it's on top of like covid and a lot of people it's been happening obviously since this it's been happening obviously since 2012 but it also has been exacerbated too because of the rent skyrocketing in the u.s And then people wanting to go somewhere cheaper, but then they still like, Mm -hmm. when you're going from like LA to Puerto Rico, like that's a big difference, but you're still like kind of, you're not, you're not going there. If you're not going there, it's like, you're just going there to get like cheaper shit at the cost of people who like yeah enjoy a serve you know like everything is going up because like if you're a coffee shop and you have people with all this money coming in you might raise your prices so that you can sell it for more money you know so that you yeah. can make money off of the like new like tourists and like people from oh, the mainland it's, it's
1: in. a lot of the ideas that like uh, if if you're making if you're suddenly making a lot of money you're selling out of stock you're having to order more stock which is a higher risk for you right and so to help negate that risk you raise your prices with the right. idea of being like okay what well, if I don't sell all of my stock but if I raise my prices I still make the same amount of money right it's a risk mitigation idea yeah yeah so but, like but, I mean, just, it's
0: just that influx it's like not actually really it doesn't seem to actually be getting into the hands of most Puerto Ricans who actually
1: it it doesn't and i think i think the other thing too is is remember uh there are other, so we're not, this is not even the totality of everything that has happened to Puerto Rico because we don't have the time to right. cover all of it. But there oh, are a lot of things- Oh, you mean we can't it, do
0: the history of Puerto Rico in one in one hour? <laughs> let, me, <laughs> I,
1: let me, let me, I'm, okay, I'm going to read this because I feel like it's, it's uh, it, it talks about something that, that really kind of puts us into, puts some of this into perspective. So give me one sec. I, I want to, there was a specific, okay, here. Puerto Rico's debt is symptomatic. And by the way, this will all be linked in the notes so you can see this. This is a super dope article uh, where they- And there's a, it's, it's, uh, the article is by, uh, ed morales and it's talking about a book by rocio zambrana uh, called colonial debts the case of puerto rico and in this book uh zambrana takes time to kind of walk through like how puerto rico got here um and here's what i, I want to say uh, puerto rico's debt is symptomatic of both imperial practices and that is agriculture trade and taxation have been refashioned to favor u.s interests and a neoliberal colon- colon- colonialism of capital extraction through tax exemption and bond speculation Offering an account that weaves together philosophies of debt, American exceptionalism, and a description of attempts by various coalitions of leftists, students, women, and workers to resist, you can detail the experience of economic exploitation in Puerto Rico and confront particular effects on an array of marginalized groups, showing that debt knows no divisions between identity and class and that the inequalities it imposes or creates must be met by an an equally undivided left. So the, the idea here is that, like, it's all the things in Puerto Rico that affected it that caused the debt. Uh, the island has a $74 billion bond debt and $123 billion in debt overall. Yeah. And that was... It spurred Congress to create this thing called promesa, which we talked about. It was a law, but promesa itself, according to Zambrana, is colonialism reinventing itself. And I want to read this too, so I feel like this is solid. The debt crisis in Puerto Rico is not a simple case of an incompetent government borrowing beyond its means. It is the result of many years in which the island served as a profit machine for U.S. corporate interests, a dumping ground for U.S. manufactured goods, and a tax shelter for businesses and individuals. As the debt grew, most of the profits generated there were siphoned off into the U.S. and offshore banks and not reinvented invested in the island and because a series of laws allowed u.s interests which he talked about to treat it as an american state when it was convenient and as a foreign country when it wasn't <clears throat> there was never a point where anyone was held accountable and they weren't able to make autonomous trade arrangements with his neighbors they were subject to laws like we talked about like the jones act in 1920 that made it dependent upon the united states for commerce they could never economically get to a point where they could create an adequate tax base, tax base and then get out of the red even though it is developed a in manufacturing industry uh, in the post-war, so like all of the problems that Puerto Rico has with its debt is because of the policies that were set by a country that didn't care about it. Right, the United States doesn't care about Puerto Rico and its economy and they showed it by only setting policies that benefited the United States. And if you take the stance of like, well, if it benefits the United States, it benefits Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico is a part of the United States. It clearly doesn't because Puerto <laughs> Rico hasn't been benefited. Like we can we can look at what happens like, no, that, that's not how it works. If it benefits the United States, it might benefit Puerto Rico. But for the most part, it looks like it doesn't benefit Puerto Rico. Yeah. So then with all this debt and with everything that's there and seeing like what's happened and knowing that the United States has a, a hand in this, I think then we have have to ask then okay so like no matter what puerto rico does moving forward like how do they get out of this debt because it's uh, a lot
0: uh just um i am like a magic wand maybe
1: yes a magic wand would be the best way i think to get out of debt <laughs> it'd be great if uh like an old white dude was just like you know what i, I forgive your debt And all of a sudden, Puerto Rico student loans were forgiven. That would be great. Sorry, I'm still salty about the fact that my student loans haven't been forgiven. (laughs) Um, Same. Still very salty. Uh, There is a way out. And I don't know if I believe it as an answer i'm gonna read this answer because the answer Wait, i'm trying to find it give me one sec i'm gonna read it as an answer i don't know if i believe it i feel like the answer is too simple that's what that's what i'm gonna say the answer is too simple uh because like when you look at all this stuff and how we got here it's like oh this is terrible uh and things are bad but here's the answer it's it's so in 2015 governor alejandro garcia padilla uh, declared their debt unpayable. And then there was this movement uh, where university students, labor activists, uh, and people from all these different sectors uh, and different walks of life, they came together and they demanded a thing called a forensic debt audit. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Sounds like something from CSI. What? Um, and so a, a forensic debt audit is, is essentially, uh, as you can tell from the first word, uh, well, we, we all know what an audit is, right? When you go yeah. back, look at receipts, and you see that they match up, right? Make sure that this goes here and that, that everything's correct. So you're just checking your work. Uh, we know what debt is. And forensic just means we're going back to the past and looking at and rebuilding, just right. making sure that this is correct. So we're doing a, a forensic audit. We're going back to look over at all of these debts and make sure that these debts are both uh, viable and also importantly legal. Right. Because uh, there are some debts that were taken on that may have been constitutionally, uh, like the... the the Puerto Rican government may have constitutionally not been able to take it. And if that's the case, then it's illegal to hold the government to that debt. It's a weird thing. And I still don't really understand it, but here we go. <laughs> um, so they, they did, they started a forensic audit. Uh, and what they did is, is when they started kind of going through it, there was like this kind of preliminary investigation. And the preliminary investigation uh, found that much of the debt of Puerto Rico was illegal. There were violations of con- of constitutional limits, which uh, had been subverted by Wall Street, and Puerto Rico's government bank had kind of like worked together to make it so that they could loan money and post bonds to Puerto Rico, even though it was against the Constitution. Yeah. Uh, there was a report commissioned in 2018, but that report didn't really, according to, again, uh, Zambrana, that report didn't really go in depth into all of the practices that created the 74 billion dollars in debt uh and then interestingly enough uh so we remember we talked about alejandro uh, garcia padilla he was the governor in 2015 uh as soon as he left office his successor ricardo Roseo immediately just got rid of it. it was like we're not doing the commission anymore we're not looking into debt anymore and even though uh there have been protests calling for a forensic debt audit this might be and I guess it hasn't happened. So let me say that there's been protests calling calling for it and saying that Puerto Rico needs to take a stance of we will not pay this debt until we forensically audit it, and then we'll only pay the debt that we legally owe. Right. Right. Uh, this has all been happening as the United States has kind of been I don't want to say shepherding because it makes it feel like they're helping, but have been, been kind <laughs> of like leading the, the Puerto Rico through a bankruptcy, which we talked about previously, where they owed uh, like and when we talk about bankruptcy, essentially they they went into bankruptcy owing about 74 billion and they paid about 22. they worked right. out a plan and they they paid about 22 over the course and that's how they got out of quote-unquote bankruptcy but overall a good deal of this debt uh should be forensically audited so that it can be so that it, it, it can be it can be ascertained whether or not they even need to pay it right and then uh, the other thing that needs to happen quite frankly is like I, I feel like there's there's so many there's so many u.s interests involved in this that's weird that are like well you know here here's a bill for you you know puerto rico to become a state here's uh, alexandra uh, alexandra uh cortez who i'm not i guess i'm taking a few shots at that has a bill for them to have this enhanced commonwealth yeah even like in puerto rico like there's kind of like this there's you know there's some people who are like well we already had a vote there's people who's like well we haven't had a vote i think what needs to happen is there needs to be a legitimate referendum where uh when the people have voted there's a mechanism in place that, to enact their will because right
0: so not just a survey
1: right not just a survey and i think it needs to be uh all of the options right so i think it needs to there needs to be and there's going to have to be like a level of like education because like you know Uh, you have to explain to people uh, like it took some time for me to understand what a compact of free association was and like, what does it mean to be a freely associated nation as opposed to just a regular straight up and down sovereign nation, what that looks like. And honestly, as I'm looking at the compact of free association, just judging from like the light amount of knowledge I know about it, it feels like it might be, well, again, depending upon how it's negotiated, because I just don't believe the United States negotiated like a treaty with someone where they did not come out with something like stupid, but (laughs) I just... If it you know, if it's involves financial assistance to kind of get started, that might be a route that would be helpful for Puerto Rico because they're, they have been in debt for so long. There are a lot of things that need to be addressed. And I think that way they could move towards uh being, uh, if, if that's what the people wanted, that would be a way for them to move towards being a nation and still kind of maintain some of their relationship with the United States. Because remember, a lot of them, uh not a lot of them, God, it makes me feel like I'm saying them pe- those people, a lot of Puerto Ricans. <laughs> embraced United States citizenship and many Puerto Ricans still, you know, either live in the United States, uh, split time between Puerto Rico and the United States and would want there to still be warm diplomatic relationships between the two if they just chose to become in- independent. And, right. you know, maybe uh, being a freely associated nation is a route to that. Maybe. I I, I don't know enough about it. As, and I feel like there's there's someone right now who I guarantee you was on like their uh, model UN in high school who's just like, no! <laughs> <And> <laughs> I Like I said, I wasn't, but I, I do feel like it's Like there's a clear path to Puerto Rico's. I also think
0: that, you know, it would do it would it would help a lot to at the very least get rid of some of those tax haven laws where, you know, they're giving a lot but not really getting much in return
1: um or at the very least if you're gonna make them exempt from like american taxes like make it federal but you still have to pay state and local uh or i guess maybe not state because they're not a state but you know what i'm saying you still have to pay local taxes so that way at the very least if we're gonna and because i mean i hate the idea of gentrification but uh I, i mean let's just be honest with the rate that things are at in puerto rico currently like we talked about with the cost of things everything being privatized there's a lot of people who cannot afford to stay there and many of them have just moved into the United States. I'm not saying gentrification. This is not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying uh, until we figure out this whole state thing, until we figure out, uh, until we get that kind of clear, strike the, the like, give the incentive to, to get money in that is an incentive for people to bring money in, but then make sure that money stays there. Right. So if you bring a business or a company, if we incentivize you bring in a company to Puerto Rico, great. Make sure you the incentives include you have to hire people who are Puerto Rican, you right. have to you you have to invest in Puerto Rico. You can't just come in and then send that money all offshore. I mean, some of gonna go offshore anyway because it's a company or a corporation, but like there needs to be if we're gonna give them these incentives to like go to Puerto Rico then there needs to be actual bonus benefits for puerto rico essentially a lot of the legislation we've written has just been benefits for american americans but we don't think of puerto ricans as being americans right which is sad because they are
0: (laughs) yeah what
1: up puerto ricans we see you (laughs) and and, i mean maybe that's why puerto ricans need to leave maybe that's that's the answer It's like yo we leave because y'all don't even really fuck with us like that i don't know i'm not puerto rican that's not for me to say but i i think that that's the route. The route is that the Puerto Ricans themselves have to put something in place to make it so that when they make a a whole decision, they move forward. Uh as one last thing I kind of want to talk about, but I also kind of don't. So I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> if people wanted to contact you and if you wanted to be contacted, um, where would they find you?
0: I mean, right now my
1: my public profile is uh on TikTok.
0: You can find yeah, me TikTok. you know, if you want to see videos of my dog or uh you know just me cutting impossibly small pieces of paper you can check that out that's at v chatty that's v-e-e-c-h-a-t-t-i-e and jayvon ha. <laughs> see i i remembered uh what about what about you where are you these days
1: uh i am on twitter at Azure underscore j also on instagram at the same i'm on tiktok at the same uh still haven't posted to it it's gonna happen
0: and we're all ready
1: (laughs) i um uh, what else what else oh if you want to follow the show you can find the show on twitter and on instagram at frowntown pod uh we're on twitch at frowntown uh no i'm sorry twitch tv front slash pound frowntown I don't really have other things to say than that. Uh, thank you for listening, I suppose. I actually do want to yeah, say that. This yeah, is, thank you. Yeah, th- thank you for being here, V. This has been cool. Um, I will say this. Again, I feel weird about this episode because I'm not Puerto Rican. and
0: Yeah, but it's also it, like, you know, people should know about the fact that like right. we treat them, we treat Puerto Ricans like the way that we do it's not great
1: yeah and not just that and and don't get me wrong uh i i guess what i'm saying is is the the better way to do this and i know there's a better way i guess i'm preemptively getting ahead of this the better way to do this would have been for me for us really to find like someone who's puerto rican to come on the show and talk about it who wanted to sure Uh, not to be like yo relive your trauma for us but just like i think it's
0: also though like in a time where it's like especially like very traumatic like current like yeah, they're experiencing yeah, right, right. massive blackouts like i don't want to be going out and being like hey you're exactly. puerto rican right and you're going through a lot of trauma like you're worried about
1: your family you're right? you're worried now, about right?
0: your family exactly. and your and your homeland and shit like come
1: talk about it on my podcast come, yeah i, I don't come want, talk to us yeah. for free <laughs> yeah well no i feel like i come talk to us for 20 bucks no it, it's no but what i'm saying it's that's the other part of it so i feel like there's I I realize that there is there's uh there's more conversations to be had about this I guess is what I'm trying to say right. and I realize that this was not the most robust conversation that could be had having said that uh, I don't think this is going to be the last conversation we have about Puerto Rico. This is not even the first one. We've talked about Puerto Rico before on this show. Yeah, there's um, a lot. Specifically in the context of a territory. Like we've, we've, we've dove, dove into territories uh, a lot uh, and sovereignty on this show, but I think there's, there's more conversations to be had. And I, and I, I think that at the very least, I, I don't want the lack of experience on my behalf or yours to be the reason why we don't talk about this. Cause sure. I think that's, that's something that, uh, and, and I'm, I swear we're going to wrap. Uh, there's something that I think happens primarily amongst white people when it comes to what they consider black problems when really it's all of our problems right so like racism is it just it's not just black people who are experiencing racism it's just we're experiencing the worst part of it like we we don't get to be racist to well we do get to be racist to other people but in most of the racist incidents that hurt black people we only experience the pain part but you are still there you're still experiencing racism it's just you're on that side of it right and on that side of it that experience is like way better for you well
0: and i think it's coming from White people. So, like, you know, yeah. right.
1: And that's what I'm saying. So, the experience is, it, it's not, it doesn't exist if, if white people are not there. And it doesn't right. exist, obviously, if black people are not there. And so, one of those is genocide. And the other of those is just white people just ending the experience because you have all the power to do that. Yeah. And so, with Puerto Rico, I feel like as, a, as an American, I think what I am trying to, to come to grips with is that I have been on the other side of. The oppression. I've been on the, the side of the sweet side of oppression. Well, not the sweet side of oppression, but you know what I mean. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like the side of it. Like oh, the, the like sweet
0: the, side of oppression.
1: The non-business end. Uh, sure, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure, sure. And, and I think Puerto Ricans have been on the business end of oppression and for, for too long, obviously. Yeah. And it's trying to like it, it's easy when you are on this side to just be like well i don't want to talk about it or i feel like i shouldn't talk about it because it, it it makes me feel bad about what we've done but i mean i should feel bad <laughs> like right. it, it's you should feel kind of bad about it not like don't go don't go beat yourself up about it but like yeah you should feel bad about it and ultimately you should feel bad enough bad, bad enough about it to be like yo we can do stuff about this yeah and to try to improve the situation so and i think that's what i wanted to say i think like Yes, there's better conversations around this, and I think at some point in the future we will have them. I, I don't want that to be the reason why we don't at least start the conversation and be like, yo, why are we being fucked up right now? Right. This is a long segment now. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for being here, V. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, that drug out.
0: Hey, uh, <laughs> good luck out there to Puerto Rico, but also um, let's, you know, try and push some people to do some things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah same. Yeah, I think we can end there. All right. Uh, fucking AFCON, I guess.
0: AFCON!